Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Let's get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's up, Raider Nation? Micah here, along with my partner in crime, Tyler, bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Tyler, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm uh, thawing out from a winter parade. A oh. Christmas parade, uh, and I am frozen. Wow. I was not prepared. Now, Christmas parade, bro, it's it's November 29th. We're not even into December yet. That's a pretty early parade, it seems like, to me anyway. It's past Thanksgiving. That's you know all yeah. I have to say. You know, and that that's the rule at my house, and I live by it. My wife, not so much, but uh, no Christmas music and no Christmas movies for me until after Thanksgiving. Literally, Thanksgiving evening... Go for it, but not until I have had the turkey dinner. Uh, we do not touch. Uh, I at least do not touch uh, any of the uh, the Christmas paraphernalia until afterwards. But uh, like I said, usually Good the wife you. is. Uh, yeah, I know. I I live by the, I've lived by that code my whole life. However, after getting married, apparently uh, uh, my wife gets to do what she wants. So um, I learned that early in marriage. And one of the things is breaking out Christmas movies and music well before Thanksgiving. So you know what? Happy wife, happy life. I mm-hmm. guess I guess have to roll with the punches. But anyway, let's get this podcast rolling. Of course, we would love to hear from you. If you want to be a part of the podcast, give us a call, 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. Try to keep it at about a minute because that would be perfect for the time frame of the podcast. But we want to hear from you. We will play it back on the podcast if i'm not mistaken we have three calls this week that i'm looking forward to listening to diving into so again that number is 208-557-9771 give us a call as always you can look us up on facebook at behind the eye patch page on facebook also hit us up on twitter Tyler manages the Twitterverse and has some pretty big yes, news on that uh, end for us. But just search for us at Behind Eyepatch. No the in there, just at Behind Eyepatch on Twitter. Give us a follow. And uh, speaking of follows, Tyler, who do we have hitting us up this past week for a follow? We've got we've got uh, several new followers, um, and I'm ready this week, so you won't have to chastise me. Uh, we've Good. got uh, Charge On Carl, and last word on NFL. They're kind of all things NFL. They reached out to us, so thank you guys. Awesome. Uh, Pigskin Pros. Um, also, uh, The Black Hole, a registered trademark. They followed us on Twitter as well. I reached out to them and told them thank you. They said you're welcome. Awesome. So thank you, Black Hole, for following following us. And perhaps the one that gave me a bit of a heart attack. I was on my way home Sunday morning, um, and 
from Idaho to back to New Mexico uh, from Thanksgiving break. And I, I pulled up my, my Twitter verse and there was a, a follower that I never really expected, Micah. I, I really didn't. And it was none other than, drumroll please, uh, perfect, Frosty Rucker. Woo-hoo! Starting defensive end for the for the Oakland Football Raiders. That's awesome. What a surprise it was to me. Uh, I even FaceTimed Micah from my car. I was like, Micah, you have got to hear who followed us. And I felt like it was probably worth more than just a simple text or a, a messenger message. But you can follow Frosty at uh, the Organic Frost. But thank nice. you, Frosty Rucker. I mean, that I never would have in a million years dreamed that a starter for the Oakland Raiders would follow behind the iPatch podcast. It brought tears to my eyes of both <laughs> happiness and rejoicing and thanksgiving. And, you know, it, I don't know. It just it, it kind of just made me feel good, man. Like, we're getting our voice out to Raider Nation. That's what we wanted to do. That's what our goal is or was from day one, is just get out to Raider Nation, have fun with this, and lo and behold, we have a member of the Oakland Football Raiders following us. Thank you, Mr. Frosty Rucker. That is awesome. You know, he's got the nickname. Well, we've had this nickname, and I'm sure he's no stranger to it, but we just call, we call him, at least in our group, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Um, love that. Uh, but Frosty, so much. Appreciate the love. Man, that's great. That's great. You know, this is one of those things that, like we've talked about for a long time. You know, it's just building your brand. Just got to keep chugging along, keep grinding, and keep putting out quality content. And part of the way we do that here at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast is by keeping it political free and family friendly as well. Even though I do have to get on Tyler sometimes. But, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, sorry. Um, Watch your mouth. I know. I know. But, uh, but no, we again, we figure, you know, if you're listening to a football podcast, you probably don't want to listen to politics uh, sprinkled throughout it or political digs at people. So we keep it political free 100% here, and we're very proud of that and uh, uh, trying to keep it 100% football all the time. And and, and I got to say, we, we go about 90% Oakland Raiders, but you know what? We also dive about 10% into the rest of the, or 5% into the rest of the league and about 5% into, I mean, if you've listened to us, we get on the off topics. We, we talk about the big life, you know, goings on like, like Disney. life altering decisions yeah, on pie, yeah. pie, overrated Thanksgiving food, absolutely underrated and overrated Disney movies. Yep. Yeah. All good stuff. All the kind of good things that, you know what, has boggled the mind of and started many a debate around a table. And uh, <laughs> we, we not only do we debate it ourselves here on the podcast, but we actually put it out to the people as well. Not only on Twitter, but also on the Facebook realm. And so we put the polls out all the time. And again, if you follow us, be part of those polls, man. We, we're putting them out weekly. Yes. Uh, we've got some good polls coming up this week, in fact, especially heading into this Christmas season. So... Um, pretty excited about that. Really quickly, though, Tyler, we lost to the Baltimore Ravens. I do that have to did. give myself a pat on the back, though. I did call the um, win for the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken, on last week's podcast. Curse you. And uh, <laughs> that ended up coming to fruition. 
Um, and so now they're on a five and six roll. I don't know if you can call that a roll or not. You call them beating the Steelers? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I did call that. I don't. I thought we both picked the Steelers. Did we really? Mm. I think so. Are we sure? You know, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to my own podcast and uh, decide. Uh, we're gonna have to throw the instant replay. Are you, are you throwing a challenge flag on that? Red challenge flag okay. on that one. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure that we both picked the Steelers and said, ah, the Broncos don't have a chance, but. I, I could be wrong, but you know what? I'm feeling pretty confident in that red challenge flag right now. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll go back and listen, and uh, and you eat a whole crow if uh, if if that challenge flag comes, and you lose a timeout as well. So dang, um, that's okay. I'm pretty confident in this. Okay. I have it on instant replay. So all right, <laughs> sounds good. So man, well, well, after that intro, let's get back then to Raiders, Ravens. You know, I, I do I do have to say this. I did think it was going to be a closer game. It ended up being kind of close, uh, close for a, a half at least. Um, uh, but then kind of just got out of hand like we figured it would. Um, and, you know, the Raiders, you know, the Raiders had chances. You know, they, there were times that, you know, they could have driven the field. They had the ball. They get a nice stop on, on Baltimore. Uh, you know who had himself a heck of a game is Gary on Conley. Uh, did you see that tip pass where he where he uh, volleyballed that thing into Harris for the interception in the end zone? It was to Gilchrist. Oh, it was a Gilchrist. But yes. Okay. Yeah, number thirty-one, Marcus Gilchrist, who toe tapped. My bad. My like, bad. Really? No, you're fine. But uh, yeah, that looked that looked that was a great play. Wait, uh, when was the last time that we saw an Oakland Raiders cornerback turn their head to play a ball? Exactly. And that's my question. So I mean that was that was a heck of a play and on Crabtree I mean and and to have the the field awareness to uh, tip the ball up you know to yeah yeah the no, sideline it, it was, that's it was, great field awareness it was you know he meant to do that that was the thing it wasn't like you know he put his hand up and it happened to bounce off his hand and and uh, Gilchrist made the interception like no he straight up tip drilled that thing. And and it, it, you you don't you can't you can't draw it up any better than that as a as a defensive coach. So I tell you what, Conley now has had to put together a couple good weeks in a row. Now we've always known he's been solid for whatever reason. They've pulled him out a few times this season, but I think uh, I think he could be a solid. He's gonna be a solid player on one side of the field for the Raiders defense for a long time to come. I hope I anyway. Uh, yep. Even you know little Carl Joseph, who I've criticized for Good you know his grief. his did you see that undersize? I tell you what, yeah, um, he he came up and straight up you know, uh, but you know Tyler, you and I have talked about this though. He can lay the hammer on the run game, and he certainly did. I mean, he stopped that guy dead in his tracks, stoned him, absolutely stoned the running back, just dropped him like a, a deer and a bullet. And so it, it begs the question for me anyway. You know, is there a better position that, that Joseph can be playing to where he can put himself in positions to make plays on the football as a safety? Uh, because we know he's got the talent in the run-stopping ability. Uh, but is there any way that he, we can get him in positions to where and now he can start making plays like that on the ball? Uh, I sure hope so. Uh, because I tell you, what, the dude's got talent. And he's got to, he he brings the brings the hammer when he's coming in for the hit. So I'd hate to see him go, but. Uh, um, well, yeah. and through week week through week twelve, he has a sixty nine point nine PFF grade. Wow! So he's in the top three um, 
on the Raiders' defense. Number one with Maurice Hurst, Maurice Hurst at 72.6, Eric Harris 71.4, and then Carl Joseph, who was riding the pine pony to begin the season, is now climbed into third place, uh, uh-huh. 69.9. And then your buddy uh, Jonathan Hankins at 68.5. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, he freaking just stonewalled that guy. That was a great hit. Just stopped yeah. him cold. You know, the, the, the defense made a few plays where it kind of gave you some hope. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I'd be a, rem- a miss with a remiss if I didn't mention him. But uh, uh, who's our speedy little linebacker who got himself a sack as well? Uh, uh, Nick Morrow. Nick Morrow got himself a nice play. And I do have to say Arden Key had himself a nice play in the backfield as well that I saw. Um, looked really good. But, you know, it's just it's little bits here and there. Right now, obviously, at this point, it's more just – you know, just evaluating the talent and and trying to figure out, okay, who's going to be here for the long run? Uh, you know, who who are p- players that could potentially develop into the Vegas? You know, by the time we get to Vegas, you know, what kind of team could we be looking at? And uh, I think um, I think between Conley, uh, Joseph, you know, I, I'm excited to see what uh, Morrow does. Uh, you know, in the in these last weeks, see if he can't play himself into a position on this team. Um, you know, just kind of evaluating that kind of talent and seeing what we're going to, what this Raiders team is going to look like in the future. But, uh, and of course the safety we rag on all the, all the time, you know, Reggie Nelson has to go and get himself an interception. <laughs> and, uh, you know what we, you, as much just as a, sticking it to us, we, we give him a hard time, but you know what? We got to give him his due, man. It was a good looking interception off the tip ball. Um, uh, he went up and grabbed it and, uh, props to him. It was w- well done. Well done. But, uh, Anywho, so, but other than that, man, it was, I mean, Brandon Parker struggled, obviously, big time, which leads me to think, you know, I know there was high praise for him kind of earlier in the season, but I've seen a couple of bad games from him now, and I'm just going, I don't know, man, I I know he's young, but uh, this is, this is bad, And, uh, and in contrast, Miller had himself a solid game against the Ravens. Um, but boy, Parker just got beat like a dirty rug, dude. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was really bad looking. And I just, I don't know about that for the Raiders going down the road. Is this something, do we address this in the draft to the, you know, free agency? Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's a little premature to just give up on the young man and say, you know, we're done with you. This was a terrible mistake. We traded if I'm not mistaken, I believe we traded up in the third round to grab him, uh, and then we also tr- we also nabbed Arden Key in the third round. I, you know, if you want my honest opinion, I think what needs to happen is I think we need a new offensive line coach for number one. Uh, yeah. Our offensive line has gone from number fourth or number three number four to number 27th in the league Uh. as far as pass blocking and Mm. you've still got hudson who is like 10th right now raider nation go show rodney hudson some love in the pro bowl voting the man deserves to be in the pro bowl so get on twitter give yourself some some hashtag rodney hudson pro bowl votes uh, because he deserves that he deserves to be in there um, and also Jared Cook, while I'm on that topic, he deserves to be in there as oh, well. So, Dude, had himself an animalistic catch there. 
Unbelievable catch. Terribly underthrown ball by Carr. But Cook just made it happen. Another player, man, we need to get him. You know, we need to get him another two-year deal or so for the Oakland Raiders, in my opinion. We need to we need to sure up that tight end position while while there's so much volatility in every other position. That's another position we need to be able to rely on at least for a couple years while we're rebuilding here. And I think Cook is that guy. We need to get him some money and keep him in the silver and black uniform for at least a couple more years until Vegas, I think. Um, or even, you know, leading into Vegas, get, you know, try to build this team. You know, he's one of those players on offense, you know, almost like that reminds me of who, who is that? Who is our tight end of, of yesteryear? Zach Miller. You Zach know, Miller, yeah. kind of one of those guys that, that, that Carr can just rely on and, and, you know, in a bind, you know, can always hit up Cook while maybe some young rookie, you know, receivers that we get in 2019 continue to develop and those kinds of things. And we'll get to that draft here in a minute. But, uh, um, yeah, so so fantastic catch by Cook. Some solid plays on defense from some of the young guys here and there. But overall, uh, and I'm with you there. That was a good point on that uh, offensive line. I, I scratched my head when we brought Tom Cable in because he didn't have good seasons in Seattle. Nope. And I'm not sure why we brought him in. And uh, if there's a coach that needs to be gone uh, at the end of this season, it's not Gruden, man. It's Tom Cable. And you know what? I love what he did. You know, bringing that team to eight and eight that one season here a while back, uh, and getting kind of the energy back into Oakland. But uh, you know, it's not. When was that? That was like 2010, 2011, I want to say. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. But uh, it's not too. I mean, it, it's that was a long time ago. And and I just his resume as an offensive line coach doesn't pop. At all, and th- those kinds of numbers—that's inexcusable. And uh, as we've seen, Carr needs time. Give Carr time. Carr Carr can wheel and deal with the best of the quarterbacks, in my opinion. But it, yep, you know, it's true. when it's when it's dump down time, uh, it's just no good. And and Carr and the whole offense struggles. You have to have an elite offensive line, and and Tom Cable's not delivering that right now. So no, um, I would especially if these last four or five games here. You know, if it gets bad, uh, I would definitely seriously consider if there's a coach that needs to go, it's Tom Cable, not not I uh, agree. not John Gruden. So, um, but anyway, man, we got some calls this week. You want to get to the calls next? Yeah, we Let's can do, do that. Uh, I'm not sure which order they will play in, but we have a call from our regular. Uh, this is the Behind the Eye Patch podcast segment with Mr. James Burton, um, and. <laughs> Uh, we're discussing uh, draft and ranking pie this week. So we got three calls. Mr. James Burton, uh, my sister Erica called into the show again from Tennessee, and then one Courtney Birch graces us with his presence upon our podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Here they come. Hey, Tyler and Micah, this is James Burton, your regular caller. Appreciate the love on the last podcast. That was that was pretty cool. But I uh, wanted, wanted to call in and talk a, a minute about, of course, the Raiders. And then the most important subject would be pie. But as far as the uh, Raiders are concerned, looking forward to the Ravens. I agree with you all. I, I don't see the Raiders winning that game and 
And I agree with, I uh, can't remember if it was Tyler or Micah, which one of y'all said that the Raiders were probably going to be 2-14 and 14. finishing out. I, I agree. I see the only uh, possible win will be uh, the Broncos at home. That's the only one I could, I could see them see them pulling out and if they win any other one I will be surprised possibly the Bengals at Cincinnati just just simply because the Bengals have that long-standing tradition of losing games that they should win but I wanted to wanted to uh, give you all a little shout out too, man as far as the, uh, the the draft upcoming draft and looking at your your top three picks I don't follow college ball very closely college football and kind of a casual observer so when y'all mentioned Cleveland Farrell um, I looked him up and watched some tape oh, man that's my pick that's my pick right there you know I know I know Bose is the height but I'm looking at Farrell I'm like grab that dude I think he's got what ten and a half sacks this year so that would be my I know this is really gonna sound nuts but I'm I, I would say that'd be my number one pick uh, get that edge rusher, and he looks like a stud, and so he looks like he's got a motor. Okay, going to the most important pies. Number three, chocolate chess pie. Number two, coconut cream pie, and number one, without a doubt, is apple pie. And it doesn't have to be hot for me, and I don't need ice cream. Apple pie is the winner. So, guys, thanks again for the show. I'm obviously a loyal listener. I just appreciate the way y'all approach the, the whole subject of the Raiders as well as keeping it light and talking about things that you just kind of chuckle about. So I hope y'all have a happy Thanksgiving as well. And I'm sure I'll talk to you at some point later on. God bless y'all. See you. Happy Thanksgiving, Tyler and Micah. This is Erica. And like Tyler mentioned, I am calling from the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee. Currently, I am outside walking, which I was back in Idaho right now. Forget about that. Like, I'll eat my Thanksgiving and just accept the fact that I'm wearing my fat pants. But here, it's beautiful. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. Got all the crunchy leaves. I'm really, really enjoying being here this Thanksgiving. But for my pies, I'll just tell you right now, the only pie you'll ever get me to eat is my mother or my sweet grandmother, Hebden's, um pumpkin pie. That's the only pie you'll ever get me to eat. And the last Christmas that we had my grandma with us, I had that sweet pumpkin pie that she had made with Cool Whip for breakfast. And I tell you what, there was zero regret in that. That's a cherished memory that I have. But I do make a pretty mean pumpkin roll, and I'll eat that all day long. So have a good Thanksgiving. Um, thanks for all the joy you bring to my life. And I hope you have some extra helping for me, as well as this side note, Micah. I do not have a gallbladder. That is why I do not overindulge. Tyler, you should be ashamed for not mentioning that. I still love you, but yeah, you got, you got to remember that I can't I can't eat that stuff. So, have a good Thanksgiving. Keep doing what you do, and I'll catch you later. Bye. Fellas, what's up? This is Birch. I apologize for 
a call. I was hoping to call in to, you know, rub in the Aggies win over Boise State. But Boise played a great game. Congrats to them. Um, going back to your guys' poll on ties, I'm a little flabbergasted that none of you had some coconut cream pie or banana cream pie in there. Therefore, top three pies, number three, hot apple pie, number two, coconut cream pie, and bringing home the bacon is a banana cream pie. Give me all the creams in the world for my pies. So there's my three favorite pies for the holidays. <clears throat> Looking forward to this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I'm not looking forward to it this week. Let me throw some stats at you here, fellas. We have two rookie right, two rookie tackles on the right and the left. Derek Carr better be saying his prayers because they got to go against D Ford, who has nine sacks. Justin Houston has four sacks. And not only that, they get throwing Chris Jones on the defensive line, who also has nine sacks. So Carr, you better bring his A game, get rid of the ball quick, like he always does. Let's just dump it down to, you know, two, three yards. That seems to be effective lately. And then, on the offensive side of the ball, for the Chiefs, our defense has no hope. You got Travis Kelsey, you got Tyree Kill, you've got their good running back. I'm drawing a blank on his name. But, you know, it's a tough year. Chiefs are probably going to demolish us this week. But, you know what? Go Raiders. Erica, Birch, Burton, thank you all for calling in. Appreciate that. Tyler, I got to say, interesting. Burton and Birch both go for that coconut cream, which never really even crossed my that's radar. That's not really a Thanksgiving pie. No, that's like a... That's it's like a summer pie. I mean, uh, to me anyway. I mean, if you're wa- ranking a pie for a season, I mean, coconut cream does that not uh, to me anyway. And I'm not a you know maybe my problem is I'm not a huge coconut fan. Coconut's okay. Uh, maybe we need to get into that discussion later. You know, ranking the fruits and veggies of the world. But uh, uh, both <laughs> of them going for the coconut cream and birch. Oh my word, man! That poor guy was so. Sounds so salty, Birch. I'm pouring I, out salt right now. I know. I, I don't need any more on, on this sandwich. Holy My food man. is salty enough. Whew. Oh, man. That, that was rough. That was rough. But Birch also going for the banana cream. Again, interesting. Now, I do like bananas, but banana cream it just seems like a summer pie. It doesn't seem like something that... Uh, uh, but you know we didn't we we didn't say specifically we just said pies so we did we the, did just say pie yeah so the cream is 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 making its entrance into the into the arena so interesting interesting uh, angles there but uh, you know Birch's uh, point I want to get to really quickly with Kansas City versus Oakland um, you know what this this has the makings of a, a close game and and, and here, this is why because it's so obvious. And you know me, Tyler. I've said it before. It's <laughs> this is so obviously a fifty-six to ten type game, Chiefs win. That it's going to be like a thirty-one twenty-seven Chiefs win. That's what I think anyway. I think it's going to be one of these games where it's like, what in the world's going on? It's going to be start of the fourth quarter. You know, twenty-four to to twenty, and we're going to be like, why are we still in this game? This makes no sense. You know. 
Um, anyway, that's the, we'll get to those picks later on, but, uh, but it does, it does have the making man of, of being a real route this Sunday. I'm, and I'm going to go with the route route. You're going to go I, with the route route. Yes. That, I think that's a safe bet. And what, what, what's the spread on that? Like uh, 20? It's, it's 15 and a half right now. Okay. 15 and a half points, which is, I believe the most since the Patriots played somebody in 2007 i i think it was the ravens versus Ugh. versus the patriots i think in 2007 was a 20 point spread good heavens good heavens so i mean it's in oakland uh you know hopefully are the you know they play with some pride but well i mean we'll get to that we'll get to that but um again fellas and lady thank you so much for the calls in again you guys want to get in on this podcasting deal we'd love to hear from the fans man we love interacting i get on facebook interact with people all the time on Facebook to, you know, take questions. We, we go back and forth. I know you do as well on Twitter, but again, that number is 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Um, well, Tyler, I think, I think we need to get into this because tis the season. Um, right oh, now, man. obviously I'm freaking Elliot just went for 21 yards. Well, we're recording this podcast and we're watching the saints and Cowboys play. And of course, Cooper, well, Cooper did have a fumble, but uh, uh, the Saints are down ten to thirteen currently with uh, how many? Five oh seven. Five oh seven left. And Elliott just went off for twenty one yard rush. So, so, so obviously, it's probably going to be a, it's at least sixteen ten probably with about three minutes left. Ugh. And uh, Saints hat will probably have to drive the field. For what in the so. Sam Hill? So good it, grief! We can't this. This is a travesty. Dude, this, this is this a is really... sure win for the Saints, <laughs> and they freaking blow it for us. I tell you what, I I don't know. It's just, just you, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling on this. You you've got the Cowboys beating the Saints right now. We'll see how that ends up. I told you earlier, uh, Giants. Who do they play? I, I just had it in front of me. Um, uh, but Giants. I was like, I see them winning. Um. Oh shoot! Who was who? Who did they have on uh, this week's docket? Let me look that up. But anyway, the Bears. The Bears. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because we were talking about you know we need we need the Bears to lose. I'm telling you right now, Trubisky's out again. It's it's such an easy game for the Bears. I'm gonna take the Giants. Giants are gonna get it done because right now the Cowboys are getting it again done against the Saints. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Giants over the Bears. And you know what? I might go upset special. I might for old times' sake go Oakland. Over Kansas no. City. You know what? No. It's, it's such an upset week this week. I mean, look at the way it's starting off. Cowboys are beating the Saints. So so why not? I might go whole hog into this thing. Um, oh, but, Micah. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but anyway, we're going to do something a little bit different. We are actually going to, since, since obviously all the talk for the Oakland Raiders has been about the draft since, oh, about two months ago. Um, and also about how about Amari Cooper and, and Khalil Mack. And Khalil that's Mack. the only Raiders stuff that's coming out right now. <laughs> but let me interject. I apologize. Okay. No, no, go for uh, it. James Cowser, Storm and Mormon, back on the Raiders practice squad. Sixth time oh that we gosh. he has been released and re-signed this year. Welcome back, Storm and Mormon. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, uh, what? I mean, at this point, get the man on the field, Tyler. I mean, six I times. Know. 
Put him on the field in the third, even in the second half or the fourth quarter when we're down by 20. Like, get him on the field. Let him play. You've had him in and out of that facility so many times. I mean, I'll bet he doesn't even leave Oakland at this point. He's like, even if he gets cut, he's like, I'm going to go stay at a hotel because more than likely in a couple weeks, I'll be, you know, or in a week, I'll be getting a call and uh, I'll re sign. Is there like a signing? What is he? How much does he get any money when he signs? I mean, like, any he's got to have some money. I mean, there's got to be a little guarantee something, right? Anyway, I mean, he's got to be getting little, like, you know, you know, seventy, even like seventy-five thousand dollar checks here and there, just from signing and then getting cut a week later. Oh I mean, my gosh! I don't know. I don't know. But uh, um, freaking freaking Saints just got called for roughing the passer. So now it's first and ten uh-oh. on the New Orleans eleven with three thirty-eight to go. Oh boy. Oh boy! Well, I'm they better turn this off. Uh, they better hope off. they stop them, or else that game's over. So, but anyway, we're gonna do a mock draft live right here. Yes, uh, we are. We I'm are excited. Going, we get on fanspeak.com, and you can roll through the mock drafts. And we're just gonna do the first two rounds, so it's not gonna be long. Um, and they basically they just put each uh, you know they update the drafts rankings and standings as the season goes on, and then uh, uh, they you know they put the college players in in the specific rankings as far as you know, where they're likely to go. And these are voted on. These are big boards by guys who, you know, follow this. Some of you might be familiar with this process. But uh, so, so Tyler, you and I, we're going to pick a, uh, who is this? He's uh, Steve. Um, I don't remember his last name. Do you, you got his last name at all? Mm, I anyway, don't remember. Steve, Steve on Fanspeak. Fanspeak. <laughs> he, uh, he's, uh, he's one of the guys here. He's got his fantasy mock draft big board here. And so we're going to do a live two round. And if we were the GMs, who would we pick? And we're going to do that right now. Are you ready to go, Tyler? Yes, I am. All right. I'm clicking. Let's draft. Let's do this thing. So interestingly enough, this. I'm, I'm picking number two though, which I yeah. don't understand, but. So you know what? Maybe, maybe there's maybe it might be a projection. They're thinking by the end of the season, Oakland should be number two, which I could kind of buy that. So you know, let's go with that. Let's go with the number two because I honestly do think we move up to number two. Because I mean, the Giants, who's in front of us? Giants and Forty Nine ers right now. You know, they're they're gonna pick. No, they're no Arizona. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're gonna pick. They're gonna win something before the Raiders do, in my opinion. So, so I just don't. I mean, this last stretch of games, man, brutal. About the only chance we have, Bengals maybe. Um, actually, Bengals probably our best chance to be honest. Um, at this point in the season, five and six right now, they've kind of started to tank hard. But here we go. Let's do this thing. Um, in the first overall pick, I've I've got uh, let's see, Nick Bosa got taken off the board. So really, right now, I I could go Ed Oliver, uh, defensive lineman for Houston, uh, Quinton Williams. Defensive lineman for Alabama, or man, you know Jonathan Williams, offensive tackle for Alabama as well. Uh, you know we were just talked about the offensive tackle position, but we're gonna wait. You know what, um, Ed Oliver. You know what's kind of started to scare me a little bit is that knee injury that he's had. It seems to keep kind of keep playing him, plaguing him. And you know he had uh, kind of had that blow up on the sidelines with his with his coach. Um, so that's got me a little bit like uh, I don't know. So you know what, I'm gonna go. With Quinnen Williams, the defensive lineman from Alabama, for my second overall pick in the draft. Who do you go for, man? Uh, on mine, it was Rashawn Gary, uh, the edge rusher, wow. to the San Francisco 49ers at one. So 
I am going to take Nicholas Boza. You got to. Nice. At number two. Nice. Now, now, who is that first, the first overall pick? Who is that from? What, what, what school? Rashawn, I, I think Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, okay. So here I sit now. Um, uh, let's see. With the 21st pick in the draft here. Uh, I've got Devin White, linebacker from LSU on the board. I've got Noah Font, uh, tight end from Iowa. I like that kid, man. I really do. Um, I've also got uh, Jaquan Johnson. Uh, safety from Miami. Uh, I also have Deontay Thomas here from Alabama, but you know what? Linebacker position is that position we've spent too many fifth-round picks on. So I'm going to go Devin White, linebacker from LSU for my second pick in the first round. Who are you going for? Devin White went number 16 uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals in my mock draft. So I am left with Noah Noah Font, DK Metcalf, uh, Jaquan, jo- Jaquan Johnson as well, Raquan Davis from Alabama, uh, Deontay Thompson as well. Um, shoot, this is tough because I really, really, really wanted Devin White, and so I was not really. I was expecting to take him. Um, I am going to go. I'm going to go Deontay Thompson. Safety from from Alabama at number twenty one. Again, a player that you could step right in, you know, and make uh, make an impact. And that's kind of what I'm going for my first round players that are going to immediately upgrade. I do have a quick game break for you though. The Cowboys did fumble the ball. Saints recovered. Oh, did so Saints, they? Saints have the ball on their own fifteen with two and a half minutes left, and that's plenty of time for old old Drew Brees to drive the field. So anyway. Quick, quick update there. So here I sit now with the 26th overall pick in the first round. Uh, I think it's Noah Font. Maybe it's Fant. Anyway, I still got the tight end from Iowa. I have DK Metcalf, wide receiver from Mississippi. Uh, I've got Julian Love, cornerback from uh, Notre Dame. But I've also got Deontay Thompson uh, from Alabama. The safety's still sitting here. So you know what? I think I'm going to go there. We're going to go defensive line, linebacker. And safety, help at all three levels for Oakland uh, for my 26 overall pick. Who are you going for, man? I've got Noah Fant, Font, uh, Jaquan Johnson, Jaquan, Raquan Davis, A.J. Brown, and Nikhil Harry uh, out of Arizona State. I've also got um, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside from Stanford who is okay. uh, somebody that I've seen mocked to us as well. But, you know, this is – I'm going to – I have a little plan in store, so this is okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Harry from Arizona State, address the wide receiver position uh, with number 26. And go. I'm going to hope and pray that uh, in the second round, the guy that I really want is still there. There you go. There you go. So, uh, to, so as you move on to the second round, I'm here as well. I did. To wrap up the first round, I've got Quinton Williams, defensive lineman from Alabama. I've got linebacker Devin White from LSU. And safety Deontay Thompson from Alabama. Who do you've got so far? So far I have Nick Boza. I have Deontay Thompson. And I have Nikhil Harry. Solid. Solid. See that? Interesting. 
start here at the top of the second round, um, and we're just, again, doing two rounds. Uh, I've got uh, Nikhil Harry here, sitting here. Um, I've also got uh, the white side from Stanford, wide receiver, JJ. Um, but you know what I'm going to do? Because we still need that edge position. I actually have Mac Wilson, edge rusher from Alabama, still sitting here. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go double your pleasure, double your fun from Alabama. I mean, why not? They're the best team in the nation for what, like 30 years now or something like that. At least that's what it's felt <laughs> like. I'm gonna go edge rusher Mac Wilson because the Raiders need help on that front. Pair Mac Mac Wilson on the front there with Arden Key. Maybe another guy we get later on in the rounds. Um, so for my number two pick, and I know I've I've skipped over the wide receiver position. So I'm gambling a little bit, but uh, I'm going to go Mac Wilson in the second round. All right. Well, before I pick, um, there's an update on the Saints game. Drew Brees pass intercepted by Jordan Lewis. Two minutes and eight seconds left. Oh, no. That about – well, let's see. The Saints have one timeout, I think, and the two-minute warning. So they might get the ball. If they can stop them, they might get the ball back with, like, a minute left or something like that so unfortunate okay. turn of events Ugh, all right it. so i've got speaking of draft order <laughs> yes so we're dropping down even more now congratulations dallas freaking cowboys um i have raekwon davis a defensive lineman out of alabama i have aj brown but i already kind of addressed the wide receiver position. I also addressed the next position that I'm going to pick anyways. I'm going Josh Allen, the edge rusher out of Kentucky at the top of the second round. That's where go. I'm going. Like it. Like it. So so for our first two-round mock, and next week let's do the first three rounds. How about that? We'll, we'll drop the first three rounds. And again, you can set the difficulty on these, on these mock drafts, and we've got this on difficult. So... Uh, just a recap, Tyler, who did you take as as the Oakland Raiders GM? Who did you take in your first two rounds? Round one, pick two, Nick Boza. Round one, pick 21, which is going to drop more, uh, <laughs> Deontay Thompson. Round one, pick 26, Nikhil Harry. And uh, round two, pick two, Josh Allen, edge rusher out of Kentucky. I like that. That's a good. That's a good list. I feel like all those players, um, edge rusher Allen from Kentucky, might have a few question marks around that. You know, even for me though, even Devin White, you know, I, he's the converted running back, if I'm not mistaken, two linebacker. Right. He's got a that that worries me just a little bit because you are playing off of the athleticism, uh, and will that translate into the next level at the NFL? Um, you know, he, it's not like he's a proven linebacker as far as you know. That's been his position, kind of a thing. Um, so that that has a uh, raises a tiny red flag for me. But Quinton Williams, defensive lineman, basically defensive tackle from Alabama, uh, for my first pick. Second pick was linebacker David White. Third pick, safety Deontay Thompson. And the second round first pick was Mac Wilson, edge rusher from Alabama. Uh, dude, I loaded up on three Alabama players actually right here. Which you know, why not? I well, mean, why not? They are. Yeah, they rule the NCAA. They yeah. have got something good going on. And, and I'm looking at this. But, I mean, pair up, again, hypothetically, Mac Wilson 
Mohurst, and Quinton Williams on that defensive line. Also throw in um, Hankins, you know, P.J. Hall. Uh, I don't know about Vanderdust, man. I, he's gone ghost for so long. I'm kind of starting to fear that I don't even know if he'll see the field again much anymore. Um, but uh, specifically that edge position, and there are some other edge players we'll get into this next next uh, um, next week that, that we could pick. But uh, I, I'm pretty confident about that. Deontay Thompson, you know, stepping in there for for uh, Reggie Nelson. I love that. Devin White, <laughs> we need a guy. A, a Devin White, he's the kind of guy that can cover, um, and we need a coverage linebacker. Yes, and, we do. And he, can, and he can do that. Um, so I, I, I'm jacked about all those picks. And all these picks, my first four picks, I went four for four on the defense. And, and I like and I this. like – I do too. I, yeah. I like that. I just had – I had – the linebacker taken away for from me. I had to roll with the punches, so I yeah. I went offense, uh, and I like Harry. He's a big bodied receiver. Uh-huh. He's fast, good hands. I mean, we've seen highlights all year, and he just trucks guys. So, yeah. you know, I I wouldn't be mad to see you know maybe two out of the th- one offensive player. For all I know, we're probably going to go three offensive players in the first <laughs> round. I mean that. Let's just. Let's just play the odds there. That's probably what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I like your draft, too. I, I really do. You know, people who have listened to this podcast from the beginning know that I, how I feel about the de- the defensive side of the ball. It's so important to be able to stop the other teams. Um, and, you know, that's that's where I think championships are won are on the defensive side of the ball. So I yeah. like your draft. If that was, if that fell to us, I think that would be a f- fabulous, uh, set of building blocks. Like you said, all three levels of the defense. Here's my thing too, as I look at this draft and even, even with whatever the shakeup and FYI, the Cowboys are first and goal at the one now. So the Cowboys are going to win. They're going to beat the saints uh, which obviously is going to happen. So I've got to pick the Raiders over the Chiefs now. Just FYI, Tyler. So you, you <laughs> uh, but uh, here's the thing: the Raiders' needs are so great. I mean, honestly, that really, whatever position they are in this draft, as far as picks go, I think they're going to be able to get some quality players in that first round. Even if it ends up being, you know, the, the Cowboys and 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 the Bears, you know, end up giving us the you know, the 24th and the 27th pick, you know, in the draft. I think there are going to be players there, you know, like, you know, Nikhil Harry, like uh, uh, Thompson, you know, safety from Alabama. There are going to be players like that that can still – we're going to be able to snag and 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 plug into that defense or offense and make an immediate impact still. With three first-round picks, I mean, that it really gives it to you. I think Oakland will move at least into the top two by the end of the season. I think we're going to have our pick of Nick Bosa, uh, Oliver, Quinton Williams, whoever um, we want there. Um, Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, another another stud out of Clemson. Uh, and that pick is really growing on me recently. I, I, I really like that. Um uh, so I, I just really, no matter really how, no matter how the the cowboy and the bear picks shake out, I think the Raiders are going to be able to pick up some solid talent, anyways, in that first round. That's going to be able to step in and, and give the you know boost this team immediately. So yeah, we're just so devoid of 
of talent. Like yep. a lot of our starters right now would be quality depth guys, and we yep. have nobody behind them. So, I mean, by the time you get to the third and fourth quarter, I don't want to blame all of our losses on being gassed or anything like that, but we are kind of gassed, and we, we you can just, just tell. We don't have the talent, and it shows. Right. I mean, right. I mean, look at the first half of a lot of these games, man. I mean, we're down by three. We're tied. We're up. You know, and it's like, okay, okay. You know, wow, this team's looking. What was what was the score this last week? Ten to thirteen, if I'm not mistaken, was was the halftime score against uh, against the Ravens. And then you know, it just falls apart in the second half. And I think that's just that's just a lack of talent and a lack of 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 experienced talent on this Oakland Raiders team. We have a lot of second-year guys, first-year guys, guys that were injured all last year and now coming back this year, like the Conleys, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, and then we have old guys. I mean, honestly, we, we don't have that balance of veteran, younger veteran players. We just don't. Our veterans are literally veterans. I mean, I mean, they're, they're guys that this is probably, you know, their last landing spot before they head out of the league. Um, and so we just, we don't have that good balance of experienced younger talent on this team. And, and that's why it's going to take a few years before this team, you know, if we can hit on these next two drafts, I really like, I, I, I fully expect a solid team. And when I say solid, I think at least eight and eight type team by the time our Vegas, our first year in Vegas, that in my opinion, I think yeah, we're I would have hope a, so. I, you know, a, a team that's vying for the playoffs. Um, and and FYI, Saints do lose, get downed by the Cowboys, ten to thirteen. Um, of course, I mean it wasn't what three weeks ago we were talking about the Cowboys were probably gonna like only win one of their next like seven games or something. Yeah. Like that. Now what? Here they sit. What are they? Six and six now. Seven and five. Something like that. Uh, I think. Seven and I think seven and five. Seven and five. They were. I, I want to say they've. They're on a five-game winning streak right now. If I'm not mistaken. I uh, think they're four and one in their past five games. Good I think. Grief. Anyway, yeah, that would happen. But whatever. So uh, it's kind of like it's all it's because like, of Amari Cooper. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Anywho, um, so there's that. But. Uh, Let's get on to a little bit of a lighter side, Tyler. How, what do you think of this? I, I want I want to go back. That's to the good polls. because I'm about ready to cry. I <laughs> like I just I hear there. Amari Cooper like talking smack in the media about how he wasn't happy in Oakland and how now he can anyway. Yes, on to a yeah. lighter topic. Yeah, but all those players say that you know. I mean, every player that leaves a team, it's always you know. Oh, I I feel so much better. We'll see. You know who I. You you know who who I kind of earned a little or who earned my respect back a little bit this who, week who? was uh, Michael Crabtree. I was kind of perturbed at the man when he left Oakland. I kind of felt like he gave up on on them. But then you know he came out Sunday and said he's got nothing but respect for for the Raiders. He's got nothing but respect for Mark Davis. He likes Mark Davis. I thought that was a pretty classy move. That's awesome um, on his part. So yeah. Still, still a, a, one of those players that that uh, uh, he's going to be one of those guys like Cooper. Cooper it, flashes Pro Bowl talent, but the inconsistencies with the drops. I mean, he fumbled today. I don't know how many drops he had. If he had any against you know any more against the Saints today, but just 
that this is going to be Cooper. What what do they say that his going rate's going to be this off season? Sixteen, seventeen million kind of contract. That's what he, yep. And, That's and, what they're looking for. And for for the kind of inconsistent play that you get from a guy like Cooper, like Crabtree, they're gonna you know they 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 shine enough, just enough. And this is my opinion: they shine just enough to where a teams will bite. Certain teams will bite on that, but I don't think the value's there. I don't think uh, he's not he's not a Julio Jones. He's not a, an Odell Beckham. He's not an AJ Green. To where you're going, you know what? When this guy's on the field, he just absolutely tears it up. Cooper can tear it up. Cooper certainly does at times tear it up, but he's not consistent enough to to warrant big contract money. And I think uh, now, yeah, and I just I, I just don't think I think we made the right decision there at the end of the day. And two or three years down the road, I think we're gonna look back and. Be happy with now. And again, it all depends on who we pick and how that pans out. Right, but, right. Uh, and that's the big, you know, what if in this scenario. But, but I, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have at the end of this season paid Cooper sixteen or seventeen million dollars uh, to stay on the Oakland Raiders. Would you? No, I don't think he's worth that amount of money. Yeah, it just I, certain. It just hurts a little yeah. bit, I think. But no, no, I agree. I I agree a hundred percent that. You know, right now, uh, I believe that money is best spent elsewhere. I mean, yep. you can bring in two fairly quality free agents for $17 exactly. million. Dollars, exactly. And we are devoid. I will keep using that word. It's it's yep. a word that means that we don't have much. Like, yep. There's not much talent on this team, on this roster. So, if, if yeah, anything te- we can get. Yeah, if, if this were a team that, like, you know – uh, we've got two more positions, and then, man, th- this is going to be a Super Bowl contender. That would be one thing. But this is a team where it's like, well, okay, well, we need you know defensive, we need an edge rusher, we need linebackers, we need a safety, we need another cover corner, uh, we need another wide receiver. Uh, our our running backs are starting to get a little long in the tooth. Uh, we also might need to consider now looking at some you know the offensive tackle position as well. I mean, it's just it's all over the place. And so so this isn't it's not like well we've got you know so many cornerstones set now. So yeah, let's let's cough up some big bucks for a guy like Cooper and and we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And then now this team's set. No, I mean, we, we, like you said, that that money is better. I mean, we can fill, you know, we could bring in a, a fairly quality linebacker and and probably corner or safety, you know, for that kind of money, and 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 upgrade the defense immediately along with whoever we pick in the draft. So um, uh, I think that's I think that's the mindset here. And that's what you got to continually think about when you think about when you're watching Cooper go play. And honestly, you know, he's had uh, – I, I don't see – everybody, you know, everybody loves pointing it out when he has a big game, when Mac has a big game. But, you know, everybody goes pretty ghost when, uh, you know, when Cooper fumbles. I don't see a bunch of people going, oh, look at that. Oh, that right. looks pretty bad. When Cooper makes a touchdown, all of a sudden – That's yeah. the Raiders' curse as well. Exactly. So, so, so – um, but honestly, I've seen the same inconsistent play from him on the Cowboys as I've seen as we've watched these last seasons. So it, I'm not going, you know, it wasn't like Mac at the first part of the year where we're just sitting there like, <laughs> oh my gosh, just for real. Waiting I feel for like, death. Like, yeah, it's just like death. <laughs> not, not egg on my face. That's like, like a whole no. carton of eggs on my yeah. face kind of a thing. 
Um, uh, but we knew that. We knew that Matt could tear it up. Um, we did. So, so, and it helps. Know, it helps when he has talent around him too. Exactly. Like what talent? What talent has he had besides his supposed Robin in Bruce Irvin, who? Yep. Uh, ever since he joined Atlanta, they haven't won a game. So welcome to freedom, <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, um, yeah. Enjoy that freedom over there in in Atlanta. For so sure. I mean, we knew, like you said, we knew Matt could tear it up, and I, you know, I kind of got us off on a tangent, and I apologize, but you know, it really does help when you've got defensive tackles that can bring pressure, and you've got yep. another guy on the other side of the line, and you have depth to yep. where you can keep pressure all game. If Mac were to keep pressuring and he did, but you could tell that the the man was, you know, he was getting tired by ends of games and you know, now he just looks fresh and and ready to go all game long and I think yep. it's because he probably gets a rest once in a while. Yep. So, yeah, I mean anyway, Yes. Yeah. I like so, the picks. I like having a lot of cap room because then you can go out, get your guys that you want. And then if they, it, you know, if this experiment with Gruden doesn't turn out, it's on him. It, it, yep. it falls squarely on him. And I hope that's not the case because I really like him as a coach. I like him as a, as an individual. So uh, anyway, on to your go. lighthearted topic. I apologize. Dude, I'm pretty jacked about this because, you know what, like I said earlier, now we can start talking Christmas, and I am a big fan of Christmas time. Obviously got it ranked number one in our in our previous rankings, so we're going to do a little something different. There are a lot of Christmas movies, as you know, Tyler, floating around out there, new ones, old ones. Uh, Netflix just came out with their version of Santa Claus with, uh, what, what what's his name, uh, Kurt Tim Russell. Out. Oh, uh, have you seen that? Yeah, no. Netflix has Kurt Russell in a in a Christmas. I think it's called a Christmas Chronicles or something like that. Um, oh. uh, so so here's the here's the big question: over and underrated Christmas movies. And I'm I, I think for this topic, I think we can go too overrated and too underrated because there are so many Christmas movies out there uh, that it's going to be really hard to just pick one and one. So can you conjure up? Two overrated and two underrated Christmas movies on the fly here, Tyler. Ooh, that's a tall order. Um, overrated. I will give Miracle on 34th Street. That one is overrated in my book. Really? Overrated Miracle? Now, why is that? I want an explanation. I just don't like it. It's boring. I I don't know. Okay. I, I just... I'm not a huge fan. I've never really got could get into that movie. Like I just was, it didn't bring me Christmas cheer or anything like that. So uh, that is one of my overrated um, Christmas movies. Okay. And I'm gonna get smacked for saying this, Uh-oh. but uh, I'm going. I'm going for it, anyways. Any Hallmark Channel movie. Is an overrated Christmas movie because they are all exactly the, the same. same. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I love you, my dear, sweet, wonderful wife, but your movies are horrible. <laughs> I've been I've been kicked out of the living room on several oh, occasions no. uh, already, and it's it's not even 
December yet. So no, I've been kicked out of the of the living room because I just I call the plot. I can I can sit down in the middle of the movie and I can say, okay, there's the antagonist, there's the protagonist. That guy is the guy that's trying to get the woman to marry him, the rich guy, and here is the rancher, the the ranch hand, uh, the poor person that lives under a bridge that the woman then falls in love with, falls in love with, and it drives her nuts. And I'm just like, well, you've watched the same movie thirty times, oh, but yeah. oh, it's yeah. it's just different names and different races of people, and it. it but when it comes down to it, the plot is exactly the same plot. Someone dies, someone comes back to life. There's a locket involved. I can, you, you, know, you name it, I, it's there. It's yes. just flowing. So there, I, I'll get off my soapbox. But that is any Hallmark movie is overrated. There you go. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, and it was funny because my wife is also a consumer of the Hallmark Channel. So, um, yeah, you walk into it and it's the same same plot. And it's amazing. I, and they do that all year long, man. It's not just Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it's the same plot spring movies. It's the same plot for summer movies. It's the same Amen. plot for fall movies. And I'm just like, guys, I mean, if you t- I mean, the, you can't beat this dead horse because the, the dead horse isn't left. Like, you've beat it so much. It's just a puddle on the ground. But we, <laughs> I, But people continue to consume it. And it really, I mean... Bravo to the Hallmark Channel because they have tapped into some 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 part in the human psyche that just cannot get enough of of whatever that is that the Hallmark Channel produces. <laughs> yes, and, I don't know what it is either, but, but congratulations. It, it's, it's, it's golden for them. They have a golden <laughs> goose over there at the Hallmark Channel and it continues it, it, just like Christmas itself. It keeps on giving. It is the gift that keeps on giving. So, anyhow, you know, for my overrated, my first overrated has to be The Grinch. I I just, I never care. Maybe it's because I never watched it really much growing up. The Grinch, in in any form, uh, apparently they got a new one coming out. I haven't seen that one yet. I think uh, uh, DreamWorks just came out with a version of The Grinch, and maybe I'll have to go see that. But, eh, eh, overrated. If I didn't watch The Grinch all Christmas long, I wouldn't lose sleep. Um, so that's my first overrated. Second one, I might get I might get shot literally for this one. You got to help me with this title, but what what is, it's the one with the with the don't you sh- dare don't shooter you rifle dare. kid is Christmas don't story is that what it's dare. called? Yeah, it's called the Christmas story. Oh my gosh, super get out of here! Yeah, super it is. overrated. It's so weird. It's you got like this little kid that's like cussing, and and then there's that weird like leg lamp. I turned yeah, the movie a... off after the leg lamp. Oh, I was my... like, uh, no, I'm done with this. Like this, this isn't anything. I'd rather How watch. How are it. we friends? How are we it's, friends? It's so bad. Like I, I, no. I would have rather watched what what, what Home Alone is Home more Alone of a Christmas is, movie. Home Alone than... is fabulous, fantastic it, movie. One and two, three, no. Don't even waste your time. But one and two, classic, awesome Home Alone movies. And I and digress. They okay, and that's fine. But 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 Christmas Story is way overrated, and I can't You'll believe how shoot many your eye out. Will consume that garbage, Tyler. I watch and, it uh, all day long on TNT. They have it on loop, and I watch it 
over you know, and over and I'll over and over, and I that laugh explains so and much. I cry because I'm laughing so hard at that movie. Now I just put it on DVD, and I don't have to watch commercials anymore. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, so anyway, that's my overrated. Give me your underrated Christmas movies. You got a couple for me, or do you need me to go first on this one? Uh, why don't you take the lead on this? Because I I'm drawing a blank on under rated christmas movies because i feel like you know you've got like elf i love elf that's a great yeah, but that's everybody loves elf so that's yeah, exactly. not really an underrated movie why don't you go first maybe it'll jog my memory okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i, I am a lover a lover of classic movies tyler i black and white you um, don't say <laughs> no kidding I, I consume you know sit down with a good black and white movie you know make yourself a pot of tea uh, and just sit back for the evening and enjoy a good classic movie. <laughs> and I've got two of them for you. Two of them for you to pleasure your senses, your eyes, your ears, your your classical palate for on this holiday season. The first one stars David Niven, Loretta Young, and my favorite actor of all time, Cary Grant. It is The Bishop's Wife. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, Cary Grant plays an angel named Dudley. And you will not be disappointed if you watch this movie. It is fantastic. The Bishop's Wife. Underrated. Fantastic movie. Christmas time. It's set in Christmas time. In fact, uh, it's got another actor. Oh, Monty Woolley is another famous actor from the old days in that as well. So do yourself a favor this Christmas. If you're tired of the same old, same old, go pull up The Bishop's Wife. I don't I don't think it's on Netflix or anything like that. It's a classic movie. Um, stream it live. Go grab it and rent it on iTunes. Do yourself a favor. Watch that. My first underrated movie. Second underrated movie. Again, I'm going to go to the vault for this one. It's called Shop Around the Corner. And uh, it's got oh, who's my actor? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he in in It's a Wonderful Life. Who who's the main uh, actor in that? I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh. You know who I'm talking so, about, though. Yeah, someone someone is yelling at us right now. Like yeah, when yeah. we couldn't when we couldn't remember uh, the what <laughs> what's the word for uh, the somebody that copies you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, whatever. I still can't oh remember my that. Gosh. Don't ask it's the me. The best now. form. So the best form uh, of flattery. Yeah. Uh, imitation. So anyway, the sh- imitation. That too. Um. Uh. Oh, uh, Jim, I'm sorry. It's uh 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 Stewart. Uh. In in. But the movie's called The Shop Around the Corner, and again, it's uh, uh James Stewart is the star. Uh, Margaret Sullivan is also in it, and it is a fantastic movie. Again, black and white, go to the vault, the shop around the corner, set during Christmas time and New Year's, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Um, oh, and there's another one in there, too, but I, I, I can't throw that in. I can't throw it in. So, anyway. Go um, for it, because I've got, I've got, like, nothing on that. Uh, well, you see, now, oh, I was looking, I'm looking at this here. Um, no, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go because I can't remember the name of it, and I'm I'm drawing a blank now that I want to. Now that I want to say it, I can't say it. But anyway, two underrated movies for me: The Bishop's Wife and The Shop Around the Corner. Go do yourself a favor. Go watch these classics. Tyler, what do you have? Like nothing. 
because <laughs> that was just pure, uh, exquisite analysis of movies I've never even heard of. <laughs> so, um, Birch and I are always just so not cultured. And when it comes to uh, movies and such, there is much difference in taste. Uh, as good of friends as, as Micah and Birch and I are, we have very different opinions on movies. And so, I mean, I don't even know where to start with with underrated Christmas movies. Uh, I don't know that the rising generations really watch It's a Wonderful Life, but that's a pretty good yeah. one. Uh uh, older generations, everybody knows that movie. Golly. Um, you ever heard of Mr. Kruger's Christmas? Uh, no, dude, I don't think I have. Mr. Kruger's Christmas, it may be a, I don't know, it may only be a church movie, but it, it nonetheless, it's it's got a, it's got a good story to it. It's about an old man who doesn't really have anything uh, for Christmas, and it's been a long time since I've seen that. I'm going to have to dust off the old cover of Mr. Kruger's Christmas um, and, and watch it again. But it, it's a good go. heartwarming story of giving and receiving and the, the true meaning of Christmas, if you will. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Um, and so so but it might just be uh uh might it's so it's not one that's it's out there um cuz no, i've never I heard think, of that yeah i think it might just be um a church of jesus christ of latter day saints cult classic okay okay um see, not, now- not a real cult but it was released on <laughs> nbc so i think it was produced uh, by the church, but uh, it's got, it's only like 26, it, it's got James Stewart in it, as a matter wow. of fact. Wow. So it, it's about, uh, yeah, it, it's got the, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, who recently changed their name to the Tabernacle on Temple Square. The, the, huh. the tabernacle anyway so but yeah it's got james stewart in it as well so we're dipping heavily into the james stewart I like cult it. classics um but anyway it's tw- it's only 26 minutes long um huh. and uh but that's a good one it 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 makes you really remember like why we celebrate christmas uh to go back to james like working retail he doesn't like christmas that much but you know that that's one of those that'll get you right in the feelers another one is they made a movie out of it and i can't remember the guy's name that's in it but it's called the christmas shoes do you you know the christmas shoes song oh gosh yes and that song that song do you like that song it makes I don't like it because I cry every time I hear it. Literal sad tears. Here's this little boy, can't afford anything for his mom. His mom's dying on Christmas Eve. What tugs at your heartstrings 
more than that. In my in my opinion, nothing. I mean that that just gets me to the quick, and my family knows it too. They'll play it on purpose <laughs> oh just to gosh. watch me cry. Did, so, that, the thing about that song, though, is it's not even sincere at all. It's oh, all about making you cry. Like it's not like it, that, like the that's little the boy loses his song. mom, Micah. Dude, but that's, that's the heartless for the song. That, like it is, is the it, reason is it for the song. Based on a true story, I. It could be. It's probably happened to real people before. Oh my gosh! See, but that, I don't like songs where they're like they, they're purposefully trying to tug at your heart. It's like, okay, stop it, stop it. Like, like there's no sincerity in this. Oh, Micah. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Fine. <laughs> Is this podcast going to be able to continue after this? I remembered my other underrated Christmas movie. Again, dig deep into the vault. I'm going to give you a little spice in this one, though. David Niven and Ginger Rogers, man, they both team up in a movie that's set during Christmas and New Year's called Bachelor Mother. came out in 1939, <laughs> and it is fantastic. It's got great humor in it. It's got a great storyline. Go check it out. Again, Bachelor Mother, another underrated uh, not really a Christmas movie, but it's set during Christmas time and New Year. So Christmas happens in the movie. New Year's happens in the movie. So, um, so yeah, it's a Christmas movie. But what about Seven it. Brides for Seven Brothers? You know, I've never seen that movie. Mike, Ever. you are you never cease to amaze me. I'm I sorry, am just man. I'm sorry. Speechless. Just... That is a classic that I figured for sure you would have memorized. No. Oh my no. gosh. Wow. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, if you call into the show, uh, and we'll put a poll out on Facebook too. In fact, this will be an, a running poll all, all year. We're going we're gonna to get up and, and find out over and underrated, and we'll put it all together maybe like for our Christmas podcast, over and underrated Christmas movies. But if you call in, we obviously need to hear your over and underrated Christmas movies. Uh, Tyler, that was fantastic. That was really good. That was a I, great I, segment. I was just <laughs> so surprised at some of the names of those movies. I, I uh, am surprised Dude. you haven't seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Even me, the most uncultured swine <laughs> that lives on planet Earth, has seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Now, my wife twisted my ear while I watched it. However, I have seen it, and I, that just... That blew my socks off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I, I hope you've been writing these these over, or underrated Christmas movies down because you need to go watch these, stream them, do whatever you can. Get your hands on them. iTunes, I'm sure, has all of them. Get your hands on them. Go rent them for a day. You and your wife sit down, take them in, and just, and come back and tell me what you think. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, you'll you'll be you'll be a happier person this holiday season for it. <laughs> But anywho, let's let's get on to this week's matchups. Oh in the man, AFC. let's talk about something that I I somewhat comprehend, shall we? <laughs> okay, before we get to Chiefs and Raiders, uh, let's go Broncos Bengals. Both teams sit at five and six right now. Both desperately need a win, obviously, if they want to have any shot at the postseason. Uh, this this game's gonna go down in Cincinnati. Uh, Broncos Bengals. I believe Andy Dalton's out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. He hurt his uh, thumb. Yeah, he's on he's on IR. I know he that. He is on that. IR. So uh, you've got Jeff Driscoll, uh, cool. big time. former quarterback at uh, <laughs> the F- University of Florida Gators. Wow. Okay. Well, Tyler, I'll pose it to you first. Broncos, Bengals. Who gets the W? Five and six, both looking to pull even at six and six. 
I I don't know, man. I mean, does Driscoll come in and fool anybody on the Broncos defense? Probably uh, not. It's probably going to come down to uh, Joe Mixon for me in this yep. game. Does Can Joe Mixon get going and open up a little bit of a passing game? But that seems as though as a tall order against the somewhat rejuvenated, and it tastes like throw-up coming out of my mouth, uh, saying that, but the rejuvenated Broncos defense. Now, I'm going to ask forgiveness from my mother uh, right off the bat. I'm probably going to hear about it, and that's okay. I think the Broncos win this one, man. I, I just yeah. I don't see a backup quarterback coming in, and I don't think Hugh Jackson's magic touch has come over from – from the Browns to the Bengals. Yeah, yeah I know. He's I just that was a, a cancer. Just that a was cancer. A, what, what? Who's the head coach over there at Cincinnati? Marvin Lewis? For, that's <laughs> for been 15 for about, years. I was going to say 15 or 30 years, something like that. He's been over there since the dawn of time. And I still can't figure that out. Um, when cavemen a, played without helmets. Yeah, yeah. When you had, you know, yeah, when the, when, when. They Oakland threw a was, rock. Yeah. When, gosh. Uh, so Used I'm gonna go with dinosaur you, bladder. <laughs> I'm gonna go Broncos over the Bengals. I think they win pretty handily. I don't see the Bengals offense getting off the ground much. I think it's gonna be something like a 30 to 13. Broncos get the W. Uh, here's an interesting matchup: Chargers versus Steelers. This is gonna be in Pittsburgh. Um, Chargers are on a roll. Uh, Steelers kind of ground to a halt last week a little. Well, no, no, they came back. They ended up coming back and winning that game, if I'm not mistaken. No, didn't um, they play the Broncos? I thought they lost to the Broncos last oh, week. Oh, you know, you're right. No, I'm thinking about when they played, uh, was it the, the the Jaguars? They lost to the Jaguars. I think they came back and won that game against Jacksonville. Yeah, they beat Jacksonville. So, um, How bad are they now? Good Oh, my grief. gosh. Dude, Jacksonville, talk about a team that's just, just – totally flip-flopped I, they, they flopped harder than the falcons have um that's saying something um chargers versus steelers who you got in that one that's a tough one because i'm waiting for the the chargers to uh, begin their annual slide yep. back to mediocrity and last week i think uh philip rivers didn't he complete every single pass he threw it was ridiculous i i think he only had like one or two incompletions or something i know they sent they sent that jersey to the hall of fame for something so he must have done something that's never been done before he he had i know it was at the very least like 25 completions in a row or something like that it was it was insane insane i'm gonna play law of averages and say he probably completes 10 passes this week (laughs) and I think the Steelers come back, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Steelers at home yeah. in this one. I am too, you know, and for the simple fact that it's December, it's actually gonna be December by the time this game's played um, in Heinz Field. I think that the weather's gonna get to the Chargers a bit. Uh, the Steelers can weather that, pun intended, a little bit better than the Chargers can. Uh, so I'm going to say the Steelers in a close one. I think Steel it's going to be like 27-21, something like that. Steelers get it done uh, over the Chargers. Uh, so that brings us to the Chiefs versus the Raiders in Oakland this Sunday. And I said it earlier, man, and I'm going to stick to it. 
I'm going to stick to it. The Raiders piece together. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know. I can't even explain it. I I am just, and you know me. I am not a Raider apologist. I don't come on this podcast every week and say, oh, Raiders are going to win. Oh, Raiders are going to win. Oh, Raiders are going to win. I don't do that. But I, 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 this is coming from the heart, Tyler. Something inside of me is just say, you know what? We've had so many big games against the Chiefs. So many games where, where like last, the, you know, the last year, where what what do we have? Like four or two years ago, four different times, you know, where we could have lost that game. But pi and this and next and the Raiders win it literally the last second. Uh, it's maybe not going to be that dramatic, but I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Football Raiders in Oakland. Pull off the upset, much like the Cowboys did tonight against the 10-1 Saints. The Bears are going to do it. I'm sorry, the Giants are going to do it against the Bears, against all odds. And the Raiders. It's it's upset special. First week of December, baby. Oakland Raiders are going to get it done. 23-21 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Hear me now. Believe me later. I will... I can't. I don't even know what I could do. I just. I'm just telling you right now, Tyler. It's happening. I put my chips on the table. The Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr. We're gonna get. There's one big win we're gonna get this year, and it's gonna come this Sunday in Oakland. And will we lose some draft positions? Yes, we will. Will it be worth it though? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Tyler, who do you have winning? Do I need to even ask? No, I don't think so. <laughs> How you say these things is who you choose. Why do you choose to be the way that you are? I don't know. <laughs> I Dude, hate. I, just, I hate I, I'm so much the- about the things you choose to be. To borrow I, a quote from Michael Scott, I, um, I'm just, I love I'm your just optimism. Saying, I think it's misplaced. I think it's misguided. But that's why we're friends because we can say things like that to each other. <laughs> I think I don't think this game is going to be close at all. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Patrick Mahomes throw for seven touchdowns. I, I would not be surprised to see him eclipse the record uh, partially owned by one former Raiders quarterback, Matt Flynn. Uh, when he was with the Green Bay Packers, and he parlayed that into a massive contract. Two pretty good <laughs> contracts. Micah, the pessimist side in me is winning this one. I don't think we have a snowball's chance in a warm spot uh, of winning this game. <laughs> I only pray that we keep it close. And by close, I mean within seven points. And I am going to go. Uh, I'm going to go thirty-eight to seventeen. There you go. There you go. Well, I have declared it in front of the millions, Tyler. Millions. <laughs> The 23-21, Oakland on a last-second field goal gets it done. (laughs) 
and and in and, front of the and, millions. And, oh, and, that's you, classic. You know what might happen? <laughs> we might have a storming of the field for the first time ever uh, <laughs> in, in Oakland Raider uh, history. There, I don't know if that's ever happened before, but uh, for an NFL season, we might uh, the black hole might empty out onto the field after we down the Chiefs in Oakland. Um, but anyhow, so that's uh, it's it's a more of a spiritual element, I guess, for me in that pick. Don't ask me why. Um, I will happily eat a whole crow and then some uh, next time we podcast if it does turn out to be, you know, that 45 to 10 kind of beating that it has the potential uh, to turn out to be. So anyhow, you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't even care. It's I. it's not even put it all on black. Exactly. Exactly. So Tyler, man, do you have anything else? This has been great. This has been really great. No, I I think we covered puppy up. Let's like like a Christmas present, Lana. Let's put a bow on this thing. Let's ship it off to the lab, and they'll get it under the tree. So, Amen. Raider Nation, thanks so much for hanging out with us again. Mash that subscribe button on Twitter, on Facebook. Follow us. I guess you have to follow. There's no subscribe button. That's YouTube. But uh, YouTube might be in the works for us later down the road. We're actually talking about that, kibitzing about that, and. uh, and trying to figure out if that's a possibility. We'd love to do some live shows one day. Um, so you know, and if, we if may we have we may have our first visitor on the Ooh, show live. That sounds great. Coming that up. Sounds great. Shortly. That's fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to that. Raider Nation, you keep the faith. As always, man, my rear's going to be in the seat on Sunday, intently watching that game, fully expecting to win. Like I do every week, even even though I give so much junk to this Raiders team and I'm so upset and know really in my heart of hearts we've got no shot. Uh, I always build myself self up every Sunday and I am there. Uh, you would think that the Raiders are are ten and three, uh, trying to vie for that number one overall seed. The way I am uh, there rooting for the for them, but you know what? Hang in there, Raider Nation. We'll get it. It's gonna happen, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of the week, and we will catch you in the next episode. Just win, baby.